0: Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for this time. You're so good. God, you've began to reveal your truth in Scripture and your principles. God, would you help us to understand that today? God, would you give us your wisdom, your insight, God, your favor? Would you bless us, Father? Bless us, Lord. Give us understanding. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. So last week, we talked about the first three ways, according to Scripture, that God desires to speak to us. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to pick that right back up. So it's like a part two in the middle of our series, um, because today is part four. And we're going to talk about four ways, four more ways that God desires to speak to us. Now, when it comes to communication, I think we all know that communication is important, right? Communication is a big deal. Communication is happening right now all over the world. There's people preaching the word right now all over the world. But you have a relationship with people and communication is key. Right, relationships don't function and work well if there's no communication happening. And that same way with your relationship with God, right? It can the, the 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 growth in your relationship with him can be stunted if you're not communicating. And it can't just be one way, it's gotta be both ways. And so we're learning how to hear God's voice. But getting messages delivered has always been a priority. If you think about ancient times, you think about um, ships being sailed in and in a, in a letter getting delivered uh, months from now at a time. I write a letter today, you're going to get it in a couple months, right? Uh, you, you think about Morse code and communicating. Uh, you, you, you think about skywriting. You, you, you think about um, telephones, home phones and pagers and cell phones and text messages and video calls. See, communication has come a long way, but here's what I want to say about our particular culture today. It's like sometimes we're waiting for God to text us, aren't we? It's like, well, God, that's how I speak. God, that's how I communicate. And, and we're waiting for God to, to, to text us. If, if God would just speak to me in Texas, I would understand him a whole lot better. Right? But we're missing something because what we're asking him to do is we're asking God to speak to us on our terms Rather than understand, according to Scripture, how he speaks to us, how he desires to communicate to us. And so we put God in this area. Listen, God, this is the way I communicate. I need to hear from him. And so there's so much more to that. We want to communicate with God. Imagine your child telling you, listen, 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 mom and dad. Um, I'm going to tell you how, to, how and when to parent me. Imagine that. Listen. This is how I like to be parented, Um, and this is a this is when you're allowed to tell me about stuff. Who's the parents, right? Who's the parent? So God desires to speak to us in a certain way. Listen, in the Bible, there was a man named Job. Now, Job was a God-fearing man. Some of you may have heard the story before, read the story in Scripture. But he absolutely loved the Lord, but he went through a whole lot. And in that process, he discovered more about God. He actually, he was drawn closer to God. And this is what Job said in Job chapter 33 and in verse 14. He he says this, God speaks to us in different ways and we don't always recognize his voice. There's so many different ways that God is wanting to communicate to us. God desires to speak to us, but yet we don't recognize His voice. And yet we're stuck. We feel like we're on an island. We can, nobody can relate to us. Our situation is, is unique. And, and I don't know who to ask, and I don't know what to do, and I don't know if I should step off, if I should go left or right. And it's just like the, 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 uh, the verse says in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. He'll tell you which way to go, whether to the left or to the right. But here's what Job discovered through everything that he went through, everything that he faced, everything that he learned about God in tough moments, is that God speaks. It's not that he doesn't speak. It's that we don't always recognize his voice. Right? You've, you've uh, been in the store somewhere, and all of a sudden your kids wandered off a little bit, and they're trying to yell, and you go on recognize their voice, or a baby's cried and you recognize their voice, I want you to think about that for a moment. Sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we miss it. And so today we're going to just jump right in into these four points. Ways that God desires to speak to us. So point number four. Again, Again, last week we did point number one through three. So point number four. God speaks to us through impressions from the Holy Spirit. God speaks to us through impressions from the Holy Spirit. Now, The Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, needs to be your best friend. You need to hold him close. You need to call on him every day in the name of Jesus. Now, here's the truth. Jesus walked on the earth. Jesus taught us about life. Jesus was crucified. Jesus rose on the third day. Jesus spent more time with his disciples. Jesus ascended into heaven. But before he did that, he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send you some help. I'm going to send you the helper, who the Bible describes as our counselor, and he says, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. Now, it says this in John 14, 26. Now, as, you, as, you, as you're reading this, and I'm going to get into this here in a moment, and we're going to read it together. But before we do that, I want you to understand this. Brothers and sisters, sometimes we have some really big decisions to make, don't we? Sometimes we got some things in front of us where we need to know what I need to do. i got to know what direction I'm going into. I've I, I got to figure out how am I going to go about this? God, I, I just need some help. with. I, I just need some insight. If I had a little bit more information, if I had some direction, I could do that. But I want you to see Jesus is ascending into heaven. But before he does that, he says this. Can we read it together on the count of three? One, two, and three. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance All that I have said to you. So the Holy Spirit works in that way. He's available to every single believer that we would know him in such an intimate way, but he would be this leader, this guider, this counselor for wisdom, for direction, for insight on how to live out this Christian life. And how to do the things that you believe God's stirring in your heart. You know, I think, I'm, I think God would like me to do that. I think I'm called to do that. You can't do those things without the Holy Spirit. You need His, His presence in your life. And even at this point, the disciples didn't fully understand. They were about to launch the whole church, it was about to happen. And they didn't get it. And then the Holy Spirit comes. Listen, I want you to pay close attention to this verse. Um, The the second part here says, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. You know, God's already spoken to us through his word. You know why this is so important for us to memorize scripture? Because the Holy Spirit will bring it out. You will begin to speak with such wisdom and such insight, such power. You will be able to make healthier and better decisions in your life. Because God is for you. God is with you. God wants to work in your life, but you need the power of the Holy Spirit. And, so, and, and really, a lot of times what happens is when we're talking about impressions of the Holy Spirit, is He'll give you suddenly this thought, something will come to your mind, suddenly you'll remember something, suddenly you'll have this feeling that you need to do something or this feeling that you need to not do something because you're about to do something. And, and he'll, he'll impress something, and you'll feel it so heavy and, and it's, it's not one of those feelings where you feel like, oh, that, that's my conscience. This is a completely different feeling. This is a feeling that the Holy Spirit is leading you to stop, close your mouth, or go and open your mouth. Or to do this or to do that. It's a completely different feeling. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit our counselor, our teacher. And, and in some ways, brothers and sisters, I, I want to describe it almost like this. He's almost like a life coach. He's almost like a life coach, constantly helping us, guiding us on the decisions that we should make. You know, I'm always asking the Holy Spirit, what, what should we do next? What's next for Mosaic Life Church? You know, what do you want me to do? What do you want us to do? And more importantly, you know, help me to raise my kids. Help me to love my wife. Help, help, help me to, to, to help others. Help me to do these things. Help, help me to, to love and to serve better. See, the Holy Spirit brings to my mind and my heart, and I give God glory to that. I give God glory for that. See, the Holy Spirit knows us. God knows you. He knows what we're thinking. And I want to point something out to you. You know, again, many times we memorize Scripture, and I ask you to do it for, uh, you know, a gift card. And we have some fun with that. That's all wonderful in those type of things. But, but the truth is, as I've just mentioned, You're depositing in the Word of God into your soul. You're depositing it inside. You're you're creating this health inside of you. And then the Holy Spirit uses that. See, when you pour good in, good comes out. You pour ugly in, ugly comes out. Right? You watch what you shouldn't watch, and those thoughts, those ideas will come out. And so you pour in good. What's better than the word of God? You pour in good, and good comes out, right? You're struggling with maybe anger issues and frustration in a relationship or some of those things. Pour in good, and good will come out. Does that make sense? Could could we reread the verse one more time? Reread. Go back to the verse. Says, but but the who, the Helper. And I want you to understand the Holy Spirit in this capacity. Because sometimes people can think, well, though, that's kind of weird. The Holy Spirit, how does, exactly does that work? But, but you're missing something. He's, he's, he's this, this helper. That if you're going to live a successful Christian life, if you're going to walk with the Lord, listen, it could be hard all by itself, but if you're going to walk with the Lord, follow Him, stay close to Him, draw closer to Him, you need the power of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit speaks to us with impressions, with, with, uh, with uh, ideas, feelings that you know clear without a shadow of a doubt. That's not my conscience. That was the Holy Spirit. And so uh, he, he, he speaks to us through impressions of the Holy Spirit. Number two, excuse me, number five, he speaks through us through dreams, visions, and prophetic words. Now, this is one that we can go into a whole lot more. But I'm just going to give you a little bit of this right now. This is such a big deal. Sometimes I think we ignore this. Maybe we don't fully understand it. Or sometimes we just think that this thing is is kind of weird. How can God speak to me through a dream, a vision, a prophetic word? What does that even mean? Does God still do those type of things? He absolutely does. And he speaks to us in all three of these ways. You know, when Jesus was first born, some of you heard the story, but his life was being threatened. Baby Jesus, you think about it. There's Jesus, Mary, Joseph, the manger, the sheep, the wise men, the, 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 the shepherds out in the fields. All of that's going on. Well, his life was being threatened in that moment. There was a man, his name was King Herod. King Herod found out there was going to be a, a newborn king. And so he didn't like that. So here's what you maybe don't know. The wise men, before they got to baby Jesus, they actually stopped by King Herod. And they went there to talk with him and to see if maybe he knew because they were coming in. They were foreigners coming in. And so they stopped and they're talking with King Herod and and, and they're having a conversation. And 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 King Herod's asking them, "So, so do you guys know where he's at? Do you guys know? And, and say, well, oh, we're following this this star, we're going to try to find him, this kind of thing. Well, King Herod says, listen, on your way back, after you have found the child, come back to me and tell me where the child is. Well, the, the, the wise men must have had an impression from the Holy Spirit because they didn't go back to him. They went a completely different way. So they find baby Jesus, they worship him, they, they, they give him the gifts, and then they go a completely back a different way. Well, King Herod didn't like that. Because he wanted to be the only king. He didn't want there to be a newborn king. And so this is what it says in scripture in in Matthew chapter 2 in verses 13 through 14. It says this. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a what? In a dream. Get up. Like if you're ever wondering when God is asking you to do something, you understand he's asking you to do something, but when is he asking you to do it? Well, he's, he's clear here. His get up, what does get up mean? Does get up mean you do it tomorrow? Does it mean, hey, when you, you, know, you, you get a little comfortable. You know, when, when you feel like things are a little bit better in your bank account. When, when, when you feel like you've got some area squared? No, get up means right now. And it says, get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. The angel said, stay there until I tell you to return. Because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet, I am going to call my son out of Egypt. Herod gave orders to have every child, two and under, who was a little boy, two and under, to be killed. Everyone in Bethlehem. There was was a great cry in that area. But yet God gave Joseph a dream. What if Joseph would have thought, that's weird, like a dream? Like God spoke to me in a dream? What if he would have thought about it that way? See, Jesus spends the next couple of years', years life growing up in Egypt. He's spending his time over here in North, northern Africa growing up in safety until King Herod dies. This is happening all because of dream. Imagine just packing your family in the middle of the night. Imagine getting all of your resources. Imagine just, listen, we got to go grab the baby, grab our stuff. You know, Mary, don't forget your purse. Let's go, you know. we got to go in the middle of the night. And they do that based on a dream. Sure enough, here comes King Herod killing every two-year-old boy and younger. And Jesus is saved based on a dream. God speaks through dreams and through prophetic words. You see what happened in this moment? You also see it in Hosea chapter 11, verse 1, way before in the Old Testament. It says this, when Israel was a child, he's referring to Jesus, I loved him and I called my son out to Egypt. See, this this prophetic moment, God still speaks through prophetic moments. God will give somebody a prophetic word and it'll mean something for your life. And, And test it. Somebody says something, test it. Check on that. But God still does it. Don't think, no, 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 no. If God wanted to speak to me, he would speak to me on the way. You know, It's like you're waiting for that text message. God still speaks in this way. Allow God. Don't let that be weird. Be open to that. Because, brothers and sisters, God can give you a dream tonight. Tonight you've heard, today you've heard the word of God. Today you might go and take a nap. You guys, anybody here take naps? No. Sister Rachel's like, yes, I still do that. Yes, you take a nap. I try to take naps. I see you, brother. I see you back there with taking naps. I appreciate that. I love that. Naps are important. But you could take a nap and have a dream. You can go to sleep tonight and have a dream, and it's not just any dream. You feel like wow, like that means something. I don't fully know, but it means something. And those are the things that we begin to see. Okay, God's speaking to me. i got to understand His voice clearly. i got to see how God's saying. I, I, I need to understand this, this area. And God speaks in these ways. Because you've been asking for direction, haven't you? You've been asking for help. You've been asking for what's next. You've been asking for how do I go about this situation that I need to do. i got to figure out how I'm going to do this. You've been asking. Don't ignore God speaking to you in dreams. And the same way with visions. I want to say this, like, my call to ministry, God gave me a vision. And I love worship, ladies, and you're not even ready, but I should have thought about this ahead of time, but I'd love to call you up for worship, like, right now in the middle of the sermon. But if that doesn't work, don't worry. But I'm just going to put that on you right now. (laughs) If you feel like it. I'm just kidding, ladies. That was a joke. WHEN GOD CALLED ME INTO MINISTRY, IT WAS IN THE MIDDLE OF A WORSHIP SERVICE, AND GOD GAVE ME THIS VISION, AND IT WAS, it was SO CLEAR TO ME in, IN THE MOMENT OF WHAT WAS HAPPENING THAT I, 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 I REMEMBER I WAS um, AT a, a RETREAT, YOU KNOW, AND IT WAS KIND OF A YOUNG ADULT THING, and, AND I WENT BACK TO MY ROOM WHERE I WAS SLEEPING THAT NIGHT, AND WITHOUT A SHADOW OF A DOUBT, I KNEW THAT GOD HAD SPOKEN, AND I remember GETTING ON MY KNEES. And saying, God, I don't want to have nothing to do with what I just saw. I told him that. I prayed those words. And then I closed my prayer by saying, God. But if that's what you want for me, then change my heart. Oh, when I said that, he did that. He did that. And now I love what I do. But it was, it, was, it was a moment of worship and a vision that he gave me. God spoke in a prophetic way in my life. And, and I love vision. You know, when I first gave my life to the Lord, again, it was, in, it, was, it was in a worship service. They hadn't even preached and done an altar call yet. It was just worship. Worship was going on, and I was like, "Woo, God, you're real. And I ran to the altar, and I was ready to make a commitment decision to Jesus. When God spoke to me, and called me into to, to ministry, it was, again, it was in a worship service. Worship is so powerful. But what I want to say is this. God speaks in dreams. God speaks in visions. When God confirmed that I was going to be in ministry because he gave me the vision, and then I went through this process, and then God gave, brought somebody to me to give me a prophetic word and confirmed what had been on my heart but I was still struggling to deal with. And when God confirms something, brothers and sisters, throw everything else out and trust the Lord. Trust him. God speaks to us in these ways. This this needs to be a normal. Let's call on the Holy Spirit. Let's call on him. He speaks in these ways. Um, uh, You know what? So he speaks in these different ways. And number six, he also speaks through, we don't like this one, pain. God speaks through pain. No one wants pain. Nobody wants to go through that. Nobody wants to go through a tough moment. Nobody wants to go through tough times. No one wants to feel rejected. No one wants to be laid off from a job. No one wants to get married to get divorced. No one wants to get excited about life and then experience the loss of life. No one wants to get bankrupt. No one wants a bad medical report. No one wants pain. Well, the pastor, how does God speak through pain? You see, there's something that happens in us through pain there's something that it's like it's like it's like finally like god like gets our attention we're 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 able to all the chaos everything all the priorities everything is just gone it's just us and our pain and it's like finally we're able to hear god's voice in moments like that you know i mentioned earlier a man named job and he went through incredible pain but from that pain he saw god more clearly in job chapter 42 verse 5 he says this I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. These are words from a man who, will experienced something really difficult, something that we would never wish upon anybody. And in that pain, he understands God more. In that pain, he recognizes God's voice more. In that pain pain he, he 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 comes to this greater and deeper understanding of God through pain now we don't want to hear God uh, through that way that's not the way we want God to speak to us. sometimes God uses that to speak to us because we're not listening to him any other way and he's trying to get our attention he knows what's best he's trying to lead us and guide us in the right way sometimes the toughest moments bring clarity on who God is and how he de- what he desires for us you know, many of you have shared stories with me how you've come to faith because of some issues in your life. Because of pain, because of loss, because of tough moments. Many of you have shared stories how you've rededicated your life because of some pain that you had to go through. And through that, you saw a clear picture of who God is. That pain spoke to you. And maybe you're, 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 Maybe today you're here and you're like, listen, I'm great with God. Does, does that mean that you'll never experience pain? No, 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 no. Beware of that lie. Life is life and stuff happens. And God also uses those moments to speak to us. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 30, in the ESV, it says this, Blows that wound cleanse away evil. Strokes may clean the innermost parts. Blows that wound. Right? When, 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 when you get hit and it hurts... They cleanse away the evil in your life. God uses that to get your attention. You begin to see it a little bit differently. Because it came. that upperc- it, it came. It hit you. You felt it. You went through it. The loss, the bankruptcy, the medical report, the situation, the relationship, the loss of life, all that you felt it. And it's in some of these moments of heartache and feeling and stress and these things that we begin to see, no, I cannot have that in my life anymore. I cannot do that anymore. I, I, I just, if me and God, if I can get right with God, and God uses that to speak to us. And you want to be done with that thing. You want to be done with alcohol and drugs and pornography. You hear God, You hear God speaking. Calling you out of that sin. And you just want peace and you want love more than anything else. The Bible says that same verse in the CEV in, in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 30 again. But just the, the CEV version of it says, A severe beating can knock all of the evil out of you. A severe beating. right? Going through that thing of life where it feels like you lost all of this. You had and now you don't have. That can knock all the evil out of you. Can knock all the evil out of you. See, God uses that painful moment to make you stronger to remove the sin. Because here's what happened: You think, "Man, I just got beat up. How am I stronger?" You're a whole lot stronger because you're not carrying the weight of that sin in your life. Now all of a sudden, you can stand up on your feet. Look, oh my! I didn't know I can stand. I didn't know I could raise my hands. I didn't know I can testify about how God, good, good God is. I didn't know I could do these things. I didn't know I can step into that area. I didn't know I had a voice in this way. Because you're a whole lot stronger when you're not carrying the weight of that sin in your life. In, in, in Psalms, come on somebody. Yeah, everybody just gets too quiet when we talk about these things. In Psalms 119 verse 71 it says this. It is good for me that I was afflicted. What? He said what? What did he say? It was good for me that I was afflicted that I might learn your statues. Meaning he wasn't learning the things of God before his affliction. Because before his affliction he's in his sin. He's he's in his own pride, his own mind, his own lust, his own areas of cheating, deceiving and doing whatever he thinks he needs to do. But After that, it's good for me that I went through what I went through that I might learn your statutes, that I might learn the love of God, that I might learn the mercy and grace of God. See, I'm better because of what I've been through. I'm better because I was knocked down, but that I needed to be knocked down because I was in my own head doing the wrong thing, and it was hurting me, and it was hurting my family, it was hurting my loved ones, it was hurting the people around me, and I'm better because of that. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. See, God's voice becomes louder and louder. Some of you guys, you may have heard of C.S. Lewis, but a famous Christian author, he's already went home to be with the Lord, but he said this, he said, uh, I don't, you know what, I I might have not put up a slide. Did I put up a slide for that? No, I didn't. C.S. Lewis said this, that God whispers to us in our pleasures, but he shouts to us in our pain. I'm going to say it again. God whispers to us in our pleasures, but he shouts to us in our pain. This is the way that we never want to hear God. We don't want to hear God this way. But he uses these moments to speak to us. Some of us, we have loved ones that the truth is that they're not right with God. They're struggling right now, and you know what? They don't, their mind cannot even conceive God right now. Or, or they know about God, but the pride and the sin is just not letting them. We don't wish anything bad to happen to anybody, please. But we know that God can allow them to go through something so that they can finally see the light of day, so they can finally experience his love, his mercy, and his grace. Because what does it matter if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? What does it matter that you got all your business together, your bank account looks good, you got the, you know, the, the white picket, feather. what does it matter that you have all of that and you're not right with God. And that family member that you know that is trying to do what they're trying to do, but they're not right with God. The truth is, we'd rather them be, you know, in a tough place in life and right with God because we know God is going to lead them through that. Not keep them there, but lead them through that. Man, God is good, and sometimes he speaks to us through pain. And I'm going to close with this. And Lily, you can you, you join me and ladies. But I'm going to close with point number seven. And I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to say a whole lot about this, but I, I just I, I want to close with this. He speaks to us, number seven, in silence. In silence. Even, even in silence, God is communicating something. God is saying something. There's something that he wants us to, to understand through that. Um, because, brothers and sisters, you feel like you've asked and you've asked and you've asked, and you feel like there's just nothing. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, he's actually saying something. And, and I want to share with you just um, a few possibilities um, that I want you simply just to keep in mind, and then I'm going to explain this a little bit further. You see, here's a few possibilities. Number one, maybe it's that you haven't really learned to hear God's voice in your life, and you've been praying. And you've been praying and you've been asking and you feel like there's just nothing. I'm not getting anything. Like, I just, I, I don't know. Just like we talked about last week or, or you know, we, we, we had, you know, he was trying to sell us, Jack, Jack. And, you know, I, I showed you the, maybe you just don't recognize his voice. Possibility number one. Possibility number two, um, your Bible isn't open. And, 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 and I mentioned that last week and I'm going to say it again. But if you're expecting God to speak to you in one of these other ways, but your Bible is not open there's a high likely chance you're just not going to hear from him if your Bible's not open. Okay, whether you read the Bible, you listen to the Bible, some of us, we just don't like to read. I get that. Okay, you don't have to be a great reader. You can press play and listen to the Bible. Listen to it while you're driving. You know, listen to it while while you're doing what you're doing. You can listen. But your Bible has got to be open. Possibility number three. He did speak but you just didn't like what he said. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, that's what it is. It's just, God, did Because I know because I was there. God called me into ministry and I didn't like it. And, And I could have said, nah, that wasn't from God. But I closed and I said, God, if that's what you want, then change my heart. It's not what I want, but if that's what you want, change my heart. So sometimes that's the case. But if you feel like you're good in all those areas and you've done those things and you're you're good in in, in those ways and you feel like you still haven't heard Him, I challenge you and I encourage you right now, re-ask Him. Ask Him again. Ask Him. Ask Him again. God, what are you trying to teach me through this? God, what is it that you're, you're trying to reveal to me? God, I, you know what? I haven't heard you on what I've already asked, but I'm asking you again. And now I also want to say, God, what are you trying to teach me through this? Because brothers and sisters, you may be in a season where God sees exactly what's around the corner and he needs you to trust him. Don't stop trusting him. He just needs you To do what scripture says, just be still and let him be God in your life. If you've worked out the other heart issues, the things, those areas in your life, just be still and allow him to do it. He knows what's coming around the mountain. He knows what's on the other side of that thing. Be still and let him be God. Let him take care of you. Let him love you. Let him embrace you. Let him meet every need in your life. Job said this, Job 34, 29. But if he chooses to remain quiet, who can criticize him? When he hides his face, no one can find him, whether an individual or a nation. Brothers and sisters, God absolutely speaks, and he desires to speak to us, and he wants to reveal himself to us. But if God is being silent, that's okay. Just trust him. Just trust the Lord. So here's my challenge, and we're going to pray. Here's my challenge. You can see it up there. Will we demand that he speaks to us on our terms, or will we be open to how he desires to speak to us? There it is. God, you have to speak to me that way, God, because that's how I get it. You're going to miss the voice of God in your life. You're going to miss the voice of God. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, you're good. So God, we're on this journey, Lord. We love you. We walk with you. How do we desire more of you. God, I pray, Lord, that we would hunger and thirst for righteousness. God, I pray, God, that we would hunger and thirst to be closer to you. God, may it be our heart's desire, Lord, to... to to let go of every excuse, to let go of every sin, to let go of everything that entangles us and holds us back, and to trust you. God, to be open, Lord, that you speak with impressions from the Holy Spirit, to be open that you speak from dreams and visions and prophetic words, God, that you you speak through pain, that you speak through silence, that you speak through your word, that you speak through godly friends and family, Lord. Oh, God, you speak in moments of worship. You speak in the middle of your word being preached, God. Father, I pray, Lord, that we would hear your voice loud and clear. I pray, God, that we would see your hand and provision in our lives. I pray, God, that we would see your leading and your guiding, that your word would truly be a lamp and a a light to our path. Oh, Father, we love you. We love you with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, would you be our great counselor, our helper, our guider? Would you bring back to remembrance all that, you've, that Jesus has already said, all that the Word of God says? God, I pray you'd strengthen your church. Bless us, Lord. Bless us, Lord. Nobody looking around. Maybe you're here this morning. Maybe you're watching, you're listening online. You say, you know what? I gotta get my life right with God. I gotta get it right. I gotta change. I gotta make a ch- I j I gotta just turn one. I gotta get it right. If that's you online, you say, just just type in, I'm ready. I'm ready. And if you're here in person with nobody looking around, if that's you, just put your hand up really quick. Thank you so much. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Three of us this morning. Anybody else? Father, I just pray your mercy and grace. God, from those who have raised their hand or watching online and made a decision today, Lord, I pray, God, they would just pray something, God. You are who you say you are. We believe that Jesus, you went and died on the cross to pay the price for our sins. I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. And today I confess you as Lord and Savior. And I believe, again, that you are who you say you are. Help me to walk with you. Help me to live right by you. Help me to learn about your love. Help me to make better decisions. Bless me, Father. Bless your church. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.